Are you recording this? Studying a movie in the mechanical level, I think, can, can really bring some revelation. I believe that no one says out to make a bad movie, with the exception of... On paper, this should work. Yeah, this should work. I, I just don't like it. That's your own fault if you haven't seen it. Way over budget, start yeah, cutting right, yeah, scenes. Even the actors don't know what that movie is about. Shit, I, I wish I wrote that. Which I love the title, but that movie's trash. Well, it's oatmeal, man. It's good for you. Okay, Fellowship of the Real. Four friends sitting around talking about movies. One chooses and we all review. Uh, we thought we would start off these first four episodes with a tribute to Mr. Bruce Willis. Uh, as we have mentioned, as you may know, uh, he will probably no longer be with us in terms of movies, and we won't be seeing much of him uh, in the public eye. He has been diagnosed, obviously, with a debilitating mental disorder. And so we thought before we started off, we would give tribute and uh, our, sort of our way of saying thank you for all the great entertainment that he has given us. Uh, real bummer that we're uh, losing Bruce. So the first four of these episodes, we're going to look at his movies, and uh, this time we are looking at the 2000 release of Unbreakable, M. Night Shyamalan uh, superhero movie starring Bruce Willis. This was a pick by Sherry, and uh, she will give us our intro and synopsis. Okay, for Unbreakable, it was released on November 22nd, 2000. Uh, it's M. Night Shyamalan's follow-up to his debut hit, The Sixth Sense, follows security guard named David Dunn, played by Bruce Willis, who survives a horrific train crash with no injuries, leading to him discovering that he harnesses superhuman abilities, which in turn introduces him to comic book store owner Elijah Price, played by Samuel L. Jackson, who uses a wheelchair and turns out to be his nemesis. The first installment in the Unbreakable film series which is also known as East Rail 177 Trilogy, followed by Split and Glass. Unbreakable received mixed reviews upon release, but is often quoted as one of the best examples of a superhero origin movie. I would agree with that. I, I, I'm surprised at the mixed reviews, uh, because this is really one, this is probably one of my all-time favorite movies, certainly one of my, I, I even like it better than Sixth Sense. Uh, this is probably my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. Mm, well, you know, my favorite of his movies is probably um, Signs. 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 Yeah, Signs is good. I like Signs. But I like this one. I do like Unbreakable. Yeah, no, I agree. This is probably my favorite M Night yeah. movie. I think. I think story wise, this is my favorite. When it comes to dialogue, not my favorite. Uh, when I see Sam Jackson give his yeah. speeches, I'm thinking more Tarantino than oh, yeah. Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Uh, that's what I expect, and I just didn't get it. So I didn't scratch that itch. Right. Well, it's still a good movie. It's funny when we'll get to it, but when he's in the comic book store and he's selling that picture, and my son will love it. I'm sorry, my son. How old is your son? Four years old. Well, you need to get out. Almost, he says, you need to go. Uh, you know, right. uh, he says, this is. Uh, does this look like a toy store? And in my mind. Samuel Jackson is saying, does this look like a toy store, motherfucker? <laughs> I, mean, I just wanted him to rip. A toy store. <laughs> you know, because, uh, yeah, but that's you what you see a kid with a blank expression on his face sitting outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, One of us has made a grave mistake. Yeah, wasted yeah. the other's time. Yeah, anyway, God, we jumped <laughs> real quick. 
just off the rails. Hey, off the rails, and this is a movie about a train crash. Great. Okay. Uh, did you have the box office or whatever? Um, nope. The, this <laughs> nope. this uh, this was like uh, um, Fifth Element in terms of uh, budget. It was a seventy-four million dollar budget, and it made worldwide total gross two hundred forty-eight million. So this was. Uh, it might have received mixed reviews, but it made a shit ton of money. Um, two hundred forty-eight. Million worldwide. Yes, what I'm reading. Total gross two forty eight million, two hundred forty eight million on a seventy four million dollar budget. Yeah, that's uh, good. Hour and forty six minutes. So this one's roughly longer than Blind Date. Is it? Yet. Yeah, that was like a. Yet went by a lot. No, you're right. Easier. That was like one. That was ninety six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Yeah. That felt like a thousand ninety six. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. So so Sam Jackson's dialogue, notwithstanding, still a better movie than Blind Date. <laughs> Much better, Bruce Willis. <laughs> right, yeah, uh, right. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> for Rotten Tomatoes, I had uh, fans and critics loved it. So seventy percent and versus seventy-seven, fans liked it a little more than critics. Uh, but everyone seems to have uh, liked this movie. This was the the big movie after the Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah the second. Yep, that's so what they the said. Movie. So Bruce Willis was hot. M. Night Shyamalan was hot. Yeah, this was this was, this was the was gravy days of M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Uh I think he started getting a little on the out on the outs with some of his choices, but I, I've always kind of liked his movies. There's, there's been some that I don't like, but there's some Tarantino movies I can't stand. So I don't Yeah, he's hit or miss with it. Yeah, like so Signs was still good. Like that one's up there to me. Yeah. I, I like Signs a lot. Where like the village I did not the yeah. happening with Mark Wahlberg, I did not like no, I can't stand the happening. Um, village I'll Watch once or twice, but that's it. The Lady in the Water, I need to revisit. I remember yeah. not being, you know, I was definitely not Sixth Sense, Unbreakable Signs level blown away. But yeah. um, I, I remember I, there being parts of that that were really interesting to me. I think after Sixth Sense came out and Shemalan's twists, endings, mm-hmm. uh, Unbreakable being that next in the series was still, we're, we're waiting for that twist. Yeah. And then when it got to the point of The Happening and Lady in the Water, yeah. It was okay. There's the twist. No, that's going to be the twist. No, that's going to yeah. be the twist. Yeah, I think he got. It becomes unenjoyable. Yeah, I'm sure. I was curious to me. I wonder how much the studio was pressuring him. Give oh, us, like give us the next six cents. You know, do, do, do that thing you do. You know, like yeah. just pressuring him to. So I mean, as a writer and someone who's creating, like it had to be hard. You know, on him. Um, yeah, but but uh, as I was watching this, uh, I even made a note about it. But in terms of of because 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 I've watched interviews with M Night Shyamalan, right and every interview with him is like a masterclass to me in writing. Like he knows story and he will talk about story and, and directorial choices and this kind of thing. Uh, so he is not uh, slack when it comes to story. Now, if you don't like the story or if he, if you feel like it was a miss, okay, but it's not because he doesn't have the chops. And so, so in, in that sense, I, I really respect him as a storyteller right? and don't even care that some of his movies are, misses for me right because sure. i know he can do an unbreakable i know he can do you know a sixth sense i know he, you know so he's got such my my respect so much that like he can almost do no wrong in terms because i've heard him and he's just a story guy and i really really respect that you know right about him or whatever anyway well um i just want to kind of go over who's in it just a little bit um we're dealing with uh bruce willis obviously yeah. sam jackson obviously um Bruce Willis's son in this movie really uh, is played not oh, oh okay. not, uh, not his son's oh son <laughs> the the character the actor who plays his son was also same year two thousand was in Gladiator 
Yep. With Russell, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Crowe. Yeah. So yes, same yes. year, same kid, same That's face. funny. I uh, forgot all about that. Uh, I thought yeah. it was really... Say it. And then Robin Wright, Penn, I think, at the time, married to Sean Penn at yeah, the time. Yeah, she's... Obviously been Wright, in lots of stuff. So yeah, she Jenny. plays the wife. Yeah. And then, you know, a whole host of characters afterwards. But the other guy that stands out to me, who I like a lot, is Michael Kelly. He plays the doctor who informs Bruce Willis, you're the only survivor. Yeah. Michael Kelly's been in a lot of good... Was he shows. in... Um, House of Cards, one Man of Steel, House of Cards, yeah, yeah. Now You See Me, Jack Ryan. He's he's just one of those good character actors. Yeah, he played the 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 heavy for that would do all the dirty work. Exactly. For, yeah, yeah. I for thought I recognize. Yeah. You know, great great actor. I'd like to just highlight him being in it. Everything I've ever seen him in is yeah, I like really him. solid. Don't forget M Night because he does a cameo in like yeah, all of yeah, his movies. Pulls a Hitchcock. He does, which I think I I don't know this, but I bet you he's heavily influenced by Hitchcock. He's got to be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, would, I would think so. Yeah. Have yeah. to be. Um, also, the the kid that play uh, the guy he, he's not a kid anymore, but he uh, he plays Joseph plays his son. I thought it was really cool that he play, uh, plays the role again in Glass. Like it's the same. Yes. They didn't. Oh, I didn't. Like, yeah. He's more of an you know he's an adult now because it's been so long. But they could have recast him and they didn't. It's the same same actor he played. Yeah, I have to go back and watch. Yeah. It. As yeah. Sherry said, this was the first in the the series. Yeah. Unbreakable. And Split's very good too. Split, like I really right? loved Split Love and it. had I no idea that it was connected to this until the music starts up. And I'm like, right at the end, I'm like, that's Unbreakable music. And they showed David Dunn sitting there at the diner. I'm like, oh shit, this is yeah. connected yeah. to Unbreakable. It's, it's, it blew me away. Really good uh, again to kind of keep with the theme of Bruce Willis. He's in the movie with Sam Jackson. They are also in Pulp Fiction together, yet have no scenes together. Oh, yeah, yeah, And also Die Hard with a Vengeance, of course. Die Hard with a Vengeance, they're together. But yeah, together. Yeah, Pulp Fiction, they're not. Pulp Fiction was the first out of all these, I believe. I think so, yep. Didn't you find out something about... Yeah, uh, well, about... Bruce Willis. When when, uh, M. Night was making The Sixth Sense, he was writing Unbreakable, and he actually wrote the script with Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson in mind. Of course, Bruce was up for it, but he's the one who talked in, you know, talked Samuel L. Jackson into doing it. So. Really, Bruce Willis did? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah, I think I feel like you can. Now that you say that, that he wrote those roles, I feel like you can tell he wrote those roles for them. Like, yeah, I mean, well, they're just you said I mean, that. I know they're actors and they can do performances. After right? after a big hit like Sixth Sense, you got a lot of cash. Well, yeah, but you said Sherry, uh, sure, he didn't know he wasn't that well known. Did he? he, yeah, because it was. While they were making Sixth Sense, I think. Mm-hmm. You're a little loud. Sorry. No, that's fine. Sorry. Um, oh, God, right. Before Sixth Sense had blown yeah, up. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was okay. Bruce was, you know, sharing with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, this is a great guy, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm doing this movie with him right now, and it's, it's working Yeah, he wanted really it, well. but yeah. M. Night didn't know how to get Jackson into it. Into it, yeah. And so Bruce Willis, I guess, went to bat and actually recruited. That's cool. Yeah, recruited. Wow. Any other opening notes or whatever you got to? Or? No. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> I had some more trivia, but it it was more about when you get into yeah, we the could, scenes and everything. We can get to it. So um, this movie starts off with a prologue, but I, let me just, uh, before we get into the, uh, well, the story mechanics, obviously this is a superhero genre. Yeah, I mean, yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's a perfect uh, superhero origin story is how it was explained by some critics. What did you say? It was like Quentin a, Tarantino? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he loved the movie. He he said it should have been um, marketed as what if Superman um, was living on Earth and didn't know he was Superman? Yeah. Because yeah. I guess it received mixed reviews and Tarantino thought, well, they didn't market it right, you know, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the comments that I read, uh, the movie studio company, this is previous to Marvel starting their yep. superhero universe. So the uh, the 
company was like, we don't really know what to do with this. Yeah. We're going to market it as an M. Night Shyamalan movie, which with twists and all that, yeah. when it really it's a superhero movie. So I don't think that hurt the box office at all. I think people were going to go see it no matter what. Yeah, especially off Sixth Sense. But yeah. Right. yeah, I think it was marketed kind of weird. You yeah, know, they didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, because like I said, before Marvel, before yeah, superheroes had really taken off. And even then, like compared this to a Marvel movie, it's still completely different. Yeah, they're both superhero movies, but just the way he did it, it's completely different. Well, the to me, this like I don't like generally like superhero movies. The only reason I like Iron Man and and uh, um, you know that kind of stuff is because of the character and and the smartassery and 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 the right. character. But but generally, I do not like like I've always said, how brave are you really if you're bulletproof, right? I mean, okay, yeah, anybody who's bulletproof, sure, yeah, you ought to be stopping bank robbers because you know. But you know, somebody like Bruce Willis and his movies or whatever, you know, a blue collar guy. Now that's that's you know brave or whatever, but if if but to me M Night nailed it. Like this is my kind of superhero movie. Like if I had to watch a superhero movie, this, this is one. how real the real gritty world of superheroes would be. Uh, you know, not not even like uh, you know the that um, superhero movie with uh, Will Smith or whatever. Oh, Hancock. Hancock. Hancock meant to show the gritty world. Still, that was kind of flashy. This to me is is your blue collar superhero movie and. Yeah, I think it. I think the way he div- he discovers his powers, yeah, is very cool. Like it's not like Spider Man where he goes jumping rooftop to rooftop. Right, right. He's like, let go, me go, lift, Spidey Web. Let me go just lift a little bit more weight. You know on that. Weight yeah, bench. We'll he even he's surprised. He doesn't right. know what's happening. Yeah. So l- let me say something about how I think this movie is structured, so that uh, Chris will understand when he. I don't know what, how you structured this movie. As I'm the right going, way. Sure. As I'm going through this movie, right? Yeah. Uh, I get to the debates, the debate, and then the movie's over. Okay, so I never uh I never saw a three act structure to this movie. When I watched this movie, especially the second time, I and it started to make sense to me because it's an origin movie, right? You know, Bruce Willis as David Dunn is discovering who he is. He becomes the superhero. If there were 10 more movies, this would be the origin, and then he would go have adventures. So the whole movie, okay, is, uh, and we'll get to, to all that in a second, but the whole movie is the, the catalyst uh, and, and the debate. Uh, Bruce Willis, David Dunn debating whether he is a superhero or not. And it's not until the, almost the very end of the movie that he has embraced this and has his break into two. But his break into two, I feel like, is going to be the rest of his life. So I, I see this whole movie as, a, as, as act one. And I never really see a bad guy's close in, a dark night of the soul, a break into three. I never could, I never could nail that down the whole time I watched it. It was all debate, debate, okay, he's still debating, okay, he's testing it, okay, 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 now he's embraced it, he's ready to break into two, you know, uh, we'll get to it, but is he sliding the newspaper across, you know, sh- you know, this kind of thing. So, to me, the end of the movie, he is ready to, to go into, I do have a little bit, I, if you had to press me, I think that the, that the break into two occurs uh, when... Bruce Willis makes the call to Elijah. We'll get into that when we get to it. And it'll be interesting to see how Chris does it. But I see this whole movie almost as an act one set up, call to action and debate. And, and it doesn't 
start Act Two until almost the end of the movie. No, I, I see what you're saying there. Um, like I 100% understand what you're saying and how you could see it that way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting as we get into it because yeah, because I have all 15 beats. Okay, in, I do. I movie, do. I could not the movie find the way it them. runs, but I, I 100% get what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm right. not saying that they the ones I came up with obviously are correct or even hard, you know, easy to find. Like it, it definitely took well, some, yeah. took some work. On, sure. On, uh, yeah, you know, we can look at can, it. We can look at that. I say we jump into it. <laughs> all right. We're right at. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, again, a prologue, which I guess it was important. <clears throat> it's the birth of Elijah, Mr. Glass, you know, and we learn he's got this. So it's almost his origin story at that point. Yeah, for sure. We, yeah. It's the, the department store is where they're at. Yeah. yeah. So the department so, store, she gives birth. He's screaming his head off. Right. The baby is. Yeah. No, this is one of my favorite openings ever. Mm-hmm. What is this? Unbreakable. Oh, well, Sherry just found that. Go ahead and read that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know y'all started. I was trying to find this. No, no. Okay. I knew I'd read it. Unbreakable only uses the first third of Shyamalan's script. He discarded the rest after deciding the first third was sufficient. So there you go. So it was going to be three parts of a story, no matter what. Well, well yeah, yeah, but the, the he discarded two acts of his script. Yeah. So he said he used the first third of that script, which is the first act. Right. Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't. He discarded it. two other scripts. Okay, I thought he had maybe split that one script no, into not three into th- parts no. and just said, okay, Unbreakable is going to be this first one. Split split well, he, he does have a trilogy, but the script for Unbreakable apparently uh, okay. had two what other this acts. said on, here, on this trivia. Well, let's kick into it, see what you dissected from it. Maybe we can. Sorry. Well, Chris was able to... Now, now that being said, even... Even a, so, say you have you a trilogy. Star Wars is three. Yes, but you still have a beginning, middle, and end, even right. of the first part. So absolutely, yeah, it's it's definitely weird. Chris was a was able to nail those down. I could not see it, so Chris probably has it. I I was not able to. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about it or whatever. But yeah, just I guess uh, a minute ago you said, yeah, I guess this is important. Like I think it's really important. Like the, the beginning, it's one of my favorite openings of any movie. The, the yeah, Mr. The, Glass. Yeah, she's in there. She's you know given birth has given birth. This baby's crying. Um, and like I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I want to see the first line: Is he supposed to be crying like this, right? So you're automatically like got the sense of oh yeah, red and something's not right. Yes. And then the oh here's the doctor. He comes in and he's looking at it, and you can tell like there's a lot of reflections in this movie a lot. Yes. Yes. Um. So they have the reflection, and you can tell on his face something's not right. And then his line: Did you drop this baby? Right. Like yeah. that's really really cool. Like automatically pulling you into me. Like here's this baby who's crying. Is he supposed to be crying like that? And then the reveal, you know, all his arms and legs are broken. Yeah, yeah. And then the music kicks in. You see the title, Unbreakable. Like, bam. I'm, no, like, no, I'm no. hooked. I got my popcorn. Well, got it's obviously not this character that's unbreakable. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we can talk about broken. that. We can talk about that. But I think that I think it does apply to him. Yes. Well, I think um, it does. And, and Shyamalan does that a couple of times. Like on the train, there is such foreboding about the sounds yeah. and the shadows as that train starts to right. speed up. Was that when the train starts to speed up? That was after he took off his wedding ring because he's introduced to a single attractive. Back on, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So obviously, you have the marriage troubles are, yeah. are foreshadowed, and then the train starts to yeah. speed up and go into this yeah. tunnel of, okay, you're being launched into this story. Right. And bad things yeah, are yeah. going to happen. Sure. That's um, the way I felt anyway. You know, yeah, I like the the opening image. Yeah, I mean, you see that this guy is unhappy, right? Yeah, that was I mean, what I nailed. Un- unfulfilled. That- he takes his. Uh, I think there's a lot about um, the way I broke it down with him embracing a lie, willing to embrace the lie because he lied to um, lied to Audrey about being injured, right, yeah. in the car wreck. So I think he's 
willing to embrace, live a lie, right, to be for happiness at the beginning. So he's willing to, he's lying to this chick, right? He takes off his ring. The only true things that I saw that he said to her was his name, and I'm afraid of water. Yeah. Everything else he says is a complete lie. Right. Right. Which some of it he's messing around and coming on to her and all that stuff. But um, it's just interesting. And to me, the the theme about this movie, because they say it a lot about you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed yeah. to be doing. Um, I like how the kid's staring at him. Like he gets caught by the kid, you know, after the whole exchange and realizes that the chick's married and stuff. Even the, to me, the kid looking at him saying, as a married man, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, right. Um, I really like that. Yeah. Um, and even the, the way the camera pans back and forth, like it's, like it's the kid's view, you know, looking at him. I don't know. I really like that. But yeah, the cast happens five minutes into this movie. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things I noticed about you talking about the camera. Yeah. And that was one of the things I found because I kept asking, why is he shooting that way? You know, is it just his style? And it, I found that it said um, the angles or the way the scenes were shot. Turns out that M. Night Shyamalan shot it to look like a comic book. A oh, lot of like that. panels. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and when she said that and, we, and I looked at him a second time. Totally, especially yeah. through the window with the curtain when, uh, right? Yeah, it looked like, and because I said, well, you know, he's shooting from a distance to keep the audience at a distance, or like you're an observer. But a lot, when you go back and look, a lot of those scenes are like comic could be panels, panels okay, from cool. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was the same thing on the because there's a line in there about him and Audrey about she when he and Audrey go on the date. Um, she says, "Do you knowingly hold Joseph and I at a distance?" Yeah, and he says, "Yes." And I feel like the movie does that, right? With the angles until he starts to yes. let them in, and then we start get, like we don't get hardly very many close-ups of him. Like there's a close-up when the train's doing its thing, and he kind of looks around and does like the signature Bruce Willis look to me. Um, but yeah, yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah. There's one scene that I'm like, "Where is he?" <laughs> you know, you have to find him in the scene. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Um. So the train crash. Yes, yeah, so, so that's the catalyst for, to me. The train crash is what sets off this adventure. Well, okay, yeah. So we disagree on the catalyst, and that's probably because you have got your fifteen beats, and I, <laughs> right. I don't. So, uh, still in the setup, like when when he he walks out of the hospital, and all the other uh, relatives are there waiting on their loved one to come out, and of course they're not, and right. they're all staring at him, and they all you can almost hear the question: Why are you alive, and and my loved one dead? And then the uh, his wife comes up, and you can tell that they're estranged, and the son joins their hands. And, and you know. yeah, they're so estranged that being the sole survivor of a train wreck is yeah, not it, enough to bring these two to drive these two into well, each other. You can tell arms. they're very uncomfortable. I really like that. Like, do I hug him or do I not hug him? You know, this yeah. is we're not in that place. Um, so you had the catalyst as the, the train wreck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what starts everything. Right? Sure, being the sole survivor. Well, uh, and Elijah is responsible for that, uh, which we Spoiler. find out later. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so as Sherry once said, "That's your fault if you haven't seen it." Yeah, um, spoiler. Right. Twenty-two years old. <laughs> well, you mentioned that, that there, it is very cool what Shyamalan did because when, when uh, later on, when uh, Elijah's mother is encouraging him to go outside, you know, there'll be one out, a comic book every day on the bench. You just right. have to go get it. He goes and gets it. The ver- the first one, you know, the one we see, she, uh, it's almost like a wink to the audience, you know. She says to him, I hear this one has a surprise ending. Sure. Oh, there's so many di- lines of dialogue throughout the movie that are like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah him talking to the audience. Yes. Yeah, it's really, really I, I was like, yes, sir. Okay. Okay. So I had, all right. So I, I hear what you're saying. To me, the train wreck and him surviving, to us, it's a surprise. But he, but he, even when he's talking with Elijah, there's a scene where Elijah and him are talking and they're both lying to each other. Elijah's lying about, 
all these accidents that have happened because he did them. Yeah. And Bruce is lying about never being injured because he has. And so these two characters are not being honest with each other in the scene, in their dialogue, right? So, so at this point, M. Night is lying to us, right? Because it's a big shock that Bruce survived. But it's not, not to, not to him. Now, maybe gradually he learns, well, I've never been sick, you know, so he's got to remember. But he knows, he knows, all, even though we don't know, that he survived that car wreck without an accident, okay? Without uh, an injury, yeah. So, so, so the, the train on some level has, is still part of his ordinary world. I've been in wrecks and I don't get hurt. Okay, now he's going through stuff with his wife and he's very, it's a very somber, very melancholy performance. But on some level, to me, that's still part of his ordinary world because he, whether he knows it or not, he gets in wrecks and doesn't get hurt. So, so I, no, hold on, but you're saying he sense. does know it. And I'm saying, and I don't think he does. Like he's, he's so much enriched in living his lie that he has suppressed all that. Well, he may have suppressed Suppressed it, the memories and all that stuff. And that's right. why he's unhappy. Yes, absolutely. But yeah. it's still part of his... He's not doing what he's supposed to be it's doing. It's still part of his ordinariness, right? It's, that's not something new. Even if he's not aware of it, no. he's been in a wreck before and never been hurt. But it's still the thing that starts all the chain of events in the story to me. It's well, okay. I think he would have kept on living the way he had. Without the train wreck? Without... Oh, you mean with, with the train wreck? With the train wreck. Okay. Until Elijah leaves, the, and this is where my catalyst is, leaves the note of the windshield. I thought about that. I thought about that being the catalyst. Yeah, I thought about that. Is is that addition, you know. So, (laughs) that's what kicks him to go to limited. I thought it was a double bump. Catboy does the references a double bump. Uh, It's Catboy. Blake Snyder references a a double bump. Sometimes uh, heroes, the catalyst happens. He definitely needs one. Sometimes heroes need uh, an extra kick. Yeah, an extra kick in the pants, or uh, he calls it a double bump. to to get on the you know to go through the door to get on the the break into two so yeah I thought it was a double bump that could be um, right. so but I it's still the catalyst is still big the sole survivor of a train wreck that's sure. huge it has it's to be huge the to everybody but him even <laughs> if he's not a, no but I do think it's a double bump yeah the train wreck has to be because because that's he didn't stub his toe he survived freaking that, well, yeah I would I died. would disagree with the every day being the same because the only other event that he's had in his life up to till then was the car wreck yeah, it's not like this guy's constantly dodging yeah. but he's never been sick close. Like he is literally like I haven't had a sick day in but five. It never even occurs to him until what, what about in the pool though he had yeah, forgotten but, about that but the pool is his, his weakness we learned oh that, okay that yeah, every, he's afraid of water and they set that up quickly and then that kind of breaks into the third movie in the trilogy of the water part. Yeah, and, and, and uh, did, eh. does he die in the third one? Yeah, I yeah. think they all yeah, In a puddle? Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting. He referen- he predicts his own death in, in this one, right? Because um, he talks about when he talks about uh, drowning in a, you know, when he was younger and he drowned and all yeah. that, you know. He says, uh, you know, yeah, I drowned on some water or whatever. He goes, heroes don't die like that. And then I thought it was very interesting. That is the way he ends up dying yeah, anyway. Yeah. So I, to me, I wonder if... Was M. Knight predicting a new way back then yeah, that that's how I'm going to get get rid of David Dunn? Or did he, has his, you know, changed in the storytelling and stuff? Well, I think it would uh, set up his fear of water, almost drowning, and then when he confronts the killer in the house, he gets dropped in the pool. That's yeah. supposed to be your... Yeah, he gets thrown in the fire on his trial yeah. run as a hero. Right, yeah. right, but but he he lives out of the pool. Obviously, the kids help him. Yep. But he, but, and this, and I love M. Knight, but he drowns in a six-inch water yep. of... Yeah, they hold his face down. Well, yeah. no, was, it would have been much better if he had been. If you're going to kill him that way in in glass, yeah. have him end up in that big vat. Yeah, of yeah. I, how can you get out the pool? But yeah, but but if he's held, well, because they held him down. Yeah, but someone stronger than him, right? I mean, who who is the guy that holds 
some guards. That was the confusing part to me. Apparently, yeah. it was a special, should have been the beast special team Guys, dedicated yeah. to fighting superheroes. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 okay. But that's the third movie that we're yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so okay, so we'll call it a double bump because yeah. yes, without the train wreck, he never gets the note on the windshield. Never goes to see Glass. Never even knows about Glass, right? Because right. Glass is looking for him. Um, yeah, because that's all part of the double bump in the in the debate to me. Like he. You know, he starts to question his existence, right? What's so special about him? Um, he goes to the funeral. Uh, something that's interesting, I thought, and I don't know if it matters or not, but, like, at the funeral, he's... The, the parking lot's empty. He's the last one. He stayed for all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I didn't um, pick up on that, but yeah, and yeah. And then uh, he finds a note on his car, how many days in your life have been sick? So he asks his boss about it, right? Yeah. Because he starts thinking, and his boss's solution is, oh, I'll give you a raise, you're right. He asks Audrey about it, and she goes, oh, I think I'm just too tired, I can't remember. No one gives a shit, really, about this answer, except for one guy. Uh, right. Well, yeah, it doesn't. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now, so I, I, when I, go ahead. Well, when I brought up the pool, I'm just talking about when he was a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he drew, he, yeah. he actually died. Yeah, they said he died. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was and talking they brought about. Him back, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's where his origin of yeah, but that's his. Then like they're that's his kryptonite. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but think, that's I what I was talking about. If he's kryptonite. well, he's never been injured. Well, he died. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a vampire. A stake through the heart will kill him. Yeah, a stake through the heart will kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. um, I did I did think that, okay, so if you, at any other time, if you have two people asking, well, when was the last time I was sick? Okay, well, how, that is, nobody wants to sit around for a conversation like that. It's a very boring conversation. Sure. However, the acting, the writing, that whole performance of them just talking about when was the last time I was sick at the doorway. Like you're, I was in rapture. I was like, totally into it right and so so to me right off the bat it's like yeah m night man he's the man can take a, a an innocuous conversation well when was the last time i was sick and make it where you right. are just hanging on you yeah, know well, even the the bit with the sole survivor or whatever like you know why are you looking at me like that well there's two reasons why i'm looking at you yeah, like yeah, that. i and thought that was five brilliant. minutes and i love that shot of the patient bleeds out in the in the yeah. foreground um yeah so, so yeah he just but that conversation in the doorway about how many days we've been sick just the note, but all that stems from him being the sole survivor of a train wreck. Right, like, but but uh, but the, but I'm interested in knowing how many days he's been. And, sure, and that's just you know, sure. If I if we if me and you were having a podcast about last time you were sick, <laughs> click, you know, right, right? Nobody would care. Yeah, um, but we'd have to tell them that we were the sole survivor of a train wreck with no injuries, right? Um, it's 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 like like Hitchcock would do it, you know, whatever. But it's 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 attaching great meaning. To just the most innocuous thing. Sure. I saw a thing uh, yesterday. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock was talking. He goes, uh, imagine four people sitting around a table and they're just having a conversation about their day and then a bomb goes off yeah. from under the table. Well, you're going to be sitting there watching four people talk and be like, what is this about? Yeah, you'll be but, shocked for two seconds. But you tell people there's a bomb under the table, yep. then have Before four him, people then, talk. Yeah, now all of a sudden you're it's stressful. Yeah, you're That's M. Night, I think, took that right out oh, of yeah. him. Oh, yeah. You sure. know yeah, no, that there's right. something special about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yes. For sure. Build. Yes. Uh, it builds. And it's, it's like the scene with the baby at the hospital, opening yeah, yeah. scene. No. All of a sudden, we're not talking. We know something's afoot, you know? Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it definitely tightens the screws throughout the whole movie. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then we we cut to this. His breaking into is going to to see Elijah at limited edition to me because it's you know it's the, okay the the catalyst right and the double bump and then the the only person that cares about the answer how many days he's been sick is this one guy who left the note. Let me go see this guy. And we're introduced to Glass previous to Bruce Willis walking in with his son yep. berating the one guy trying to buy the painting for his yeah, kid. Well, in the flashback at the beginning, but yeah, yeah, but there's a flashback. 
Yeah. So you're introduced to this guy who's taking this stuff very seriously. Sure. That's the first part. Bruce yep. Willis hadn't met him yet. You're like, okay. Right, right, right. right. That's, that's true. That's an important introduction. Yeah, yeah. no. So the, yeah, after the note on the windshield, there is this flashback. And, I th- and, and again, M. Night is skillful because this is the thing that like with Donner uh, in 16 Blocks, right? Every, and we're going to get to this, but every choice is intentional. You watch most of that scene in the glass reflection of a television. Then it goes to the glass window. It's not yep. to, yep. I mean, 99% of that scene is in glass. Oh, so we're talking about the, with the, with the, and the, com, uh, the, ugh, can't talk, sorry. The comic book is presented to him by his mom, right? Yes. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, I guess I had another note on that. There, It starts this motif of, the comic book's upside down. And he, and he rotates it, right? Yeah. And then the comic book later on in the store, the Century Man, that one's upside down. Yeah. And the mom basically explains it to me at the end about the... It's it's all, to me, it's his worldview and how it's... It's okay, well, at us that it's slightly askew from absolutely, everybody else. Absolutely, 100%. He's looking at the world that. upside down from everybody else. Yes. Elijah does. Yes, that and Sherry... Yeah, that was the scene where um, Bruce Willis' son is hanging yep. upside down yep. watching the TV. He's, it, it's always a... Um, Something sh- uh, shadow foreshadowing of every time something's upside down, something bad is going to happen. Yeah, sorry. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Also, I think the <laughs> thank me, you for finishing that for me. To me, what I got out of the kid is what also watching the world upside down. Right, two things: his world's about to be turned upside down. Sure. Which we're talking about. Also, the kid's the first one that buys into the Kool Aid that, Le- oh, yeah, that Elijah yeah. is selling. Right, and trying to get him to drink. Yes, they both look at the world upside down, or are willing to at least. Right, right. Yeah, yes. Where Bruce was like, you know, his response, I love it. Don't take another sip of that water, Joseph. Yeah. Yes, this is yeah. uh because after the flashback, we're immediately into the where where he's selling the picture to the guy. Yeah. I and and so, yeah. The, the, what I have, what I was talking about earlier, uh, Elijah present day running a shop, serious about his work, not a toy store. And then he says, "Do you see any Teletubbies in here?" And I swear to God, I heard him say, "Mother." You know, do you see any Teletubbies in here, mother? Again, I think that's, uh, it shows Elijah's character, but it's also M. Night talking to the audience saying, this is not a kid's comic book. Yeah, yeah. This is not a kid's superhero movie. This is for adults. Right, yeah. This is the, this is how superheroes are depicted in the real world. Real world, yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's, to me, that's... He even talks about the depiction, yeah. The thing to notice about this piece, the thing that makes it very special is its real depiction of its characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 100%. He's talking about the drawing, but he's... 100% the movie, movie. yeah. Yeah, To the audience. There are are layers, like, and that's a director choice, you know, making conscious decisions on the set. We could shoot it here, but we're going to shoot it upside down uh, in that television because he's glass and this is glass and it's all going to... Conscious of... Conscious of... Of the of the theme, right? Yeah, you know that because because a director is is a visual writer. If you, I mean, sure. Shyamalan is a writer, but a good director is writing with the camera, just like a writer will, you know, in right. my opinion. Um, so I, I have that as sort of the setup. The catalyst uh, is the note, and then and then I have the word debate, and then I have all the rest of my notes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Um, so to me, it's his, his breaking into is is going to see Elijah, hearing this crazy superhero theory, right? And then yes. the fun and games is him toying with that and testing it. And, you know, this guy's full of shit. Uh, maybe he's <clears> not. Let's how much, look how much weight I can lift. I've never been sick. Like it's him. Sure. Which I, I see what you're saying about that whole thing being this big long debate. Yeah, he's he's all the time questioning, d- debating: is this real? Or don't drink the water. You know, throw it with trash. Wait a minute. Let's put some more on there. You know, weights right. and stuff. Because, yeah. um, because to me, like if the fun and games, 
should be the superhero doing superhero things. Lifting, lifting weight that nobody else can lift and more than they ever had is the fun and games. In I, a, when the heroes are depicted in the real world, right? Like, okay. That was, uh, the thing that, that, took, that was the thing that took me out of the movie just a little bit, is he laid down on a weight bench, unaware of how much weight was on that, and lifted it. You and I both know you never <laughs> just sure, lift sure. a bar with well, I think he starts off. Weight. He had to start off knowing, right? And yeah, you know, he starts off knowing, right? So, uh, uh, well, how much weight did you put on there? Yes, the exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, it's only three hundred and seven. We also warmed up too, right? I mean, again, you and I both know you're not going to just lay down and throw everything you got. You got to warm up, otherwise you're going to hurt yourself. So sure. I, I got that he had been at it a while. He had warmed up. He'd already done some stuff. And and at one point, Joseph said, "Hey, Dak, can I throw some weight on there? Yeah, sure. Or Dak, can I put the weight on there? Yeah, sure, son. Just don't do do too much or whatever. And then yeah, Joseph hit and it. Then he and, and then he took weight. Off, quote unquote. But he didn't. I lied. You know? Yeah, I yeah. lied. It's like because the dad's already driving the kids already drinking the Kool Aid, where David is not. Bad things can happen because you know, later he pulls a gun on him. Right. You know. Oh yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Again, superhero stuff. Superman is super strong. Superman is bulletproof. These are how it's you know the real world depictions, right? I mean that's what it is. It's what does Superman look like when he works out? How much can Superman bench? If you have a real world Superman, to me that, that is the funny game. That that's a fun scene. That's a it good is, way. It is fun, but it's not him. It's funny saving. games, man. Right, and it has to be. There has to be a three act structure, even within. It's funny games of him entertaining the idea. Am I a superhero? But it's, it's not him being a superhero yet. The way breaking the three is be being a superhero. The way that doing what he's supposed to be doing. Okay, yeah. The way that yeah. he does it is, I I feel like I was on Bruce Willis's side of. He's not a superhero. Don't sure. do that. Oh, for Don't sure. point the gun at him. Don't put weight on there. Sure. Oh, for sure. M Night really pulls you along with that of is he or isn't he but again and i agree and then the theme is are you doing what you're supposed to be doing so that's this is the whole argument of that theme is he doing what he's supposed to be yeah. doing here's all these hints he's got the the instinct yeah right he works as a security guard i mean samuel jackson points it out of all the professions you chose to protect people and here he is i've never lifted that much but he did it without any issues right, he keeps no. lifting more weight and then finally he gives sure. in a little bit and to, what else can we add on? What else can we put on there? Right, right. Paint cans on there? Like, no, really no, cool. to your point, it has to be because yeah. they're, they're even, even if you threw away two thirds of Shyamalan's script and he only shot the first act, yes, but you still have to have a beginning, middle, and end. So I, I am sure you're right. It just felt like all debate to me. Sure. Uh, and the fact that two thirds was thrown away sort of reassures me, yeah, okay, because sure. th- there is really no clear. Okay, I'm Superman now, right. and I'm going to go off and have fun in games by stopping. If this was an over-the-top superhero movie, he would all of a sudden be stopping crime and oh, well, sure. drawing attention from the press and well, not trying on his tights. Learning and, Spider-Man has to go go Spidey Web. He has to learn yeah. his skills and what can I do? How strong am I? How much can I? How fast can I run? Yeah. Can I jump or not? That's what he's doing here, in my opinion. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I hear swinging you. by his web. I, I'm sure Spider-Man's, you're right because you know, there's no way this is all just one act. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really long beat, you know. Right, like, right, but that's that's the that's the exact impression right. I got. No, and, and I get where you're saying with that, but yeah, this is what I got out of it was okay. Um, yeah, because he's learning about his instincts, um, developing his instinct at the stadium. Um, sorry. Uh, so when he's developing his uh, skills at the stadium, it was M Night Shyamalan. It was the drug deal. Like he brushed up against him yes. and was testing his powers. That's part of the fun in games of. To me, that's what it would have to be to in me, terms yeah. of the way. Yeah, he's pushing his. We limits. learn about it, and even again when we're talking to the audience, now we know something we don't know, we didn't know before. Like Samuel Jackson says that about the instinct, learning the instinct. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. But but Shyamalan's script must have been three hundred pages because <laughs> I guarantee we'll break into two of that original script. 
probably occurred at the end of this movie, or they're very close. There's a lot of weightlifting scenes. Yeah, well, (laughs) the rest of that movie was probably the David Dunn doing more, like embracing who he was and doing superhuman stuff. Right. Uh, so Maybe. when he when he lopped off the second and third act, he had to sort of retrain this first act to be all three acts, you know. Right. Uh, so okay. Where, so. where does it go after that? He's doing his fun and games, uh, testing his limits. Yeah, and even uh, I have in here whatever the uh, for the part of the fun and games is Joseph pointing the gun at at his dad. Right. That's and fun. David. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you think about testing his limits as Absolutely. a superhero, right? Am I bulletproof or not? Right? He's still debating a, it, right? That so, was yeah, the emotional pull. <laughs> is you're watching that kid going, I think he's a superhero. If you pulled the trigger, would he live? What's going to happen? Yeah. But is Bruce, you're still on Bruce Willis' oh, yeah. side. No, you're no, still, no, no, no. Now it's serious. You're still, uh, yeah, up in the air as the audience member, too, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, he lifted, but 350 pounds is not crazy, right? And you know? Exactly. And, yeah. then, and then he comes back to the kid of, if you pull that trigger, I will survive, but I'm right. leaving. Yeah, he's yep. getting to put the gun down. Because even, I don't think even he's sure at that point. Because I, I wasn't. And then the kids said, well, I'll only shoot you once. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> okay. I love that one. But also, um, one thing I noticed, uh, he's got the gun out of Bruce uh, Wilson, his first instinct, uh, or David's instinct, I guess. Yeah. He steps away from Audrey. Protection. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's being a superhero, cool. so, so cool. like his first thing is to move away, because they're standing close together. Yeah, yeah, I didn't pick him up. That's awesome. So that's that awesome. It's, this crazy kid does shoot the gun, it's only going to hit me. You know? But yeah, he steps away from Audrey. All right, so... I know you, I know you have to be right because there is no way this is just a one act movie. Right. But I don't have the break into two until he calls Elijah, confesses he has never been injured to Elijah, and then says, "What am I supposed to do now?" That's my three. That's my break. Yeah. Into okay. Two. So. Yeah, I have it. Yeah. Uh, and then the the fun and games is him testing his powers at the at the train station or whatever, and okay. discovering the 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 home sure. invader. Because I, I only have one fun in game, really. Yeah, and that's, I, that's my finale. I would yeah. think. Start I would think when uh, Glass goes with him to the football stadium and they find the guy standing in line with the gun. Yeah. That would be. That's funny. I think. I, I think when he invites Elijah to him. Well, Elijah shows up with a false ticket. Announced. Yeah, he shows up on announced. Yeah, whatever, I think yeah. that's more of the prelude to the third act of "Hey, you got it. You know, you got it. You've already done the fun in games. Let's test it." I think the third act would be right in yeah, that area. Because then he goes to the bus station to really do a final... Well, yeah. that's stuff a, before that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah but that, I think that in that area would be the third act. Yeah, no, I that's still part of the fun and games to me. And even as far as the debate, right, about is he a superhero or is he not? Is Elijah full of shit and crazy or is he right? We see Elijah so convinced he risks his own self and falls down the stairs and suffers like yeah, 4,000 no, breaks, totally breaks in, just to see... Yeah. That he's right. Oh, that guy did have a, a gun with the, you know. Yeah, it was worth four, 16 months of rehab. Right. As he's he, also upside down there, too. He's staring at the guy upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. So, um, yeah, I have the break into two when he's, cut, when he, you know, because, uh, and, and so Elijah obviously is the B story. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Always has been from the beginning. Uh, Elijah the B story tells him what to do. And he's been the one pushing Bruce Willis in, I, I wrote, pushing him into the light, you know. Pushing him to embrace and be what he's supposed to be. Actually, I think they're each other's B stories as well. Um, yes, because uh, now Elijah that we know who you are, I know who I am. Yeah, at the at, end. At the yeah. end yes, yeah. and so I, I only, like I said, I only have one fun in game, which is uh, the bus station, the, uh, the bus station, and, and going to the home invader. Uh, and I thought it was interesting that the children, like he saves the children, parents are dead. 
but the children wind up saving him out of the pool. Okay, so, because to me, because there's a scene where the, the, his son says, oh, I thought I was like you, but I'm not like you. But that can't be the point that only heroes are superheroes, right? Right. Because uh, he stepped up and tried to save that girl. He got his ass kicked, but he, he did it. And then a hero does that, even yeah. if he loses. And those kids save him, save the hero, right? So right. there has to be this, this thematic thing. Okay, yes, Bruce Willis is going to be a superhero, because Elijah later says uh, the theme, I think, is stated way late, you know, around this point. But, you know, the, we live in mediocre times and people think there's nothing extraordinary in themselves or in others. Right. And yet those kids saving Bruce Willis means the, the movie has to answer the question, yes, there is. Right. Uh, and so that, to me, is the theme and, and then the fun and games. And like I said, the rest of the uh, rest of the two acts would be... I guess another movie or the two thirds of the script in the trash can or whatever. But, but I, 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 I knew writing this, I said, well, I know there has to be a breakdown here and Chris will probably have it, but I cannot, right. I cannot find what I think is the rest of the beats. You know, I think it's all debate and then acceptance. Yeah. To me is the false defeat when, or sorry, the midpoint of false defeat when he learns that he did drown as a kid. Oh, well, if I drown, then I can't be a superhero. No matter if I can, yeah, be okay. it makes pounds, sense. No matter if I got this little instinct thing, uh, Superheroes don't die. Superheroes don't drown in water like that, right? Yeah. That's what he says to Elijah. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's his false defeat. And then Elijah even buys into it and is depressed, hanging out in the comic book store, right? Um, and okay, Cracker Jack, yeah, 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 yeah. And I like that. There's a that's the first reference we get of calling the cops about Elijah, because ultimately the cops are called on Elijah. Yeah, sure, yeah. So there's a first man. You keep that up again. I'm gonna call the cops, and then later on, when they're uh, after he's done a superhero bit and he uh, they're at the table together. Audrey says, hey, I've decided if Elijah shows up again, we should probably call the cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's three, there's two references and then it does happen. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um, but yeah, but he's all depressed, upset, you know, destroying this uh, this poor dude's comic shop or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think if he, he slams into the, the comic book rack, mm -hmm. right? And then it falls into his lap and again, it's upside down. And he turns it, you yeah, know, yeah, writes, yeah. writes it up and then... Um, he buys that comic book, doesn't he? Yeah. How much of this? Yeah, I'll take this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go call the cops. Yeah. Wait, no, I want to buy this. Um, so part of bad guy for me, part of bad guy is closing because it's false defeat, right? So I'm not a superhero, so I'm gonna go back on fixing, you know, my go back to living the lie, right? Right. Fix my marriage, right? So he goes on a date with Audrey, starts to patch things up, but everything the date goes well, right? Things are good. So he's in danger of going back to living this lie. The date went well. Um, he gets the job in New York that he went for again. That's cause that's in direct conflict of doing what he's supposed to do. Supposed to be doing. Right? Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, we never learn what the job is, but it's not being a superhero. You know what I mean? It, it, so, it, I, I would have to assume it's some security, security job. job. Yeah. Did, security the, job, did the yeah. girl, the babysitter mention whether Maybe, it was yeah, a security, she might company have security. I, I, Yeah. But it, security is a shadow or, or an echo of what he's really supposed sure. to be doing as a hero. <clears throat> well, yeah, Elijah says that. You know, yeah. of all the jobs, you could have been anything, but you chose protection. You know, or whatever. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So all these things keeping him from doing what he's supposed to be doing is the bad guys close in to me. Well, like when he he's mad at Elijah initially because he said, "When I got that note on my windshield, it was the first day I woke up and I wasn't sad because I thought maybe you had an answer." He does have an answer. When he's on his date it. with his wife. He has already done some of this. He's starting to warm up to the idea that he's the superhero. And so now his marriage is getting better. So, so his desire to achieve the better, you know, to get back with his wife <clears throat> is linked. Oh, for sure. To the outward call of him embracing the fact that he's a superhero. Sure. Because they he, were happy when they got, he was happy when they got together. And then he decided to lie for her because she didn't like football. Yeah. Right. 
And so then, and he's been miserable right from that day on. Right. Right. Women. Because he's the, huh? women. women. Right. right. So now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. they're, she's paying the price. They're paying the price for him having, you know, decided to lie. Could it, could that be an allegory of just a normal person living their life? Don't live a lie. Do what you were meant to do. Yeah, probably. Sure. A cautionary tale. You're yeah. a superhero too. <laughs> no. Right, maybe don't, yeah. Don't lift 350 pounds. <laughs> don't do that. Right, so yeah, so I have the all his losses. Elijah calls David and tells him that his, uh, his epiphany about the weakness. Right, you know, it's your kryptonite. You know, that's all his loss. Yeah, yeah, it's all his lost. Um, okay. The midpoint was a false defeat, so this is a false victory, right? Um, oh, where he's getting everything he wants yet. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not, I'm not a superhero. This guy's crazy. Uh, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so David uh, David goes to the rail yard, right? Examines the wreckage, and we learn through flashbacks um, that he had, you know, super strength to save Audrey. Yeah, he right? wasn't injured, right? He ripped yeah, the he, door off. Yeah, he ripped the door the off, and he wasn't injured. Yeah, and he lied about it. Um, uh, he loved being a, a quote unquote hero on the field, right? Um, but he gave that up for the woman he loved. I um, mean, he's committed to living a, a, a lie for her, yeah. right? Um, but the sadness he feels every day—that's that's what's costing him. We were talking about a second ago, right? Yeah, something so, he says that today something's not right. I just yeah. don't. I don't. Something's still not right, Audrey. Right? Yeah. yeah. So his breaking the three is and his dark night of the soul is having to admit that. Right? He can either admit the truth and and ask Elijah what comes next, or he can keep living the lie and he can take that job in New York, or he can patch these things up with his. Marriage, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. It's ordinary, ordinary or superhero. Those are his choices. Right. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So he breaks into three by calling Elijah, saying, "All right, what do I do?" And he tells him, "You know, go to a public place." So that all of that to me is the finale. And yeah. No, I think the, I think the it has station to be. and and testing it out, and, and I like how it even escalates. Like the first person that bumps into him. Yeah, he doesn't it, stop a, it, a date rapist and, yeah, a, and a, a and a thief. Yeah, a thief. <laughs> you know, yeah. Gotta go for the big crime. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I actually wrote also all of those um, had already happened. There's nothing well, he can now do see about that it. was a question he could do about it because oh, because gotcha. he he bumps up against M Knight and then searches him and there's no drugs yeah which means M Knight was there to buy drugs and hadn't bought them yet no I think he'd already gotten rid of them or whatever well that's that okay that's what I thought too but where would he where would he have gotten like why would he because that was a drug drop right the drug dealer put him in the can yeah. M Knight gets him because his jacket was different too I thought I thought, I thought it was a blue jacket I thought. I thought he had a different jacket on. Either way, he was involved in drugs. Oh, in that for sure, stadium. he's dirty. Like the, the instincts yeah. aren't wrong, but I, 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 yeah. Well, that, but that was the question though. Whether he was his, because that's what I was asking when I was watching this. Okay, does he, does he know future crimes or does he know past crimes? Oh, uh, I think it's past crimes from what I've past. seen. Because the when guy he had finds already the killed janitor, the bad guy, the the yeah the murderer. When he the finds the janitor, man. he knows through the vision that this guy's still occupying that house. house and he's okay, already all right, guy. Yeah. Where the so other you think lady that, just, just got rid of the drugs at that point? Yeah, because he searches them, he doesn't find anything. Right, and yeah. okay, and that and could him, be maybe his. Uh, and the guy had also already was already carrying the gun. He wasn't about to carry the gun. He had already put the gun on there, right? You know. Yeah, and he assumed, and he didn't see but, a crime of him shooting somebody. But he said sometimes people will. Dude, th- like he knew he had the gun. Yeah, but okay. We never but, see what he saw. He just describes the gun. Yeah, but but I mean, he describes some people. They 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 do bad things. You know, the team loses and they. So yeah. did he have a vision of the guy shooting up the place and then made it? That would be before or, or you know what I mean. The Something future, yeah. Happen. I mean, yeah. Checking, I yeah. So I I was unclear. Yeah. About whether his power is extended to future sure. crimes. Yeah, I feel like it's past, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I agree. Yeah. It is kind of unclear. I'm not yeah. Sure. Uh, either way. And also, I feel like maybe him, he's first really trying to develop it, right? Right. He, with M. Yeah. Night, maybe it doesn't work out right because he's he hasn't developed it yet, right? He, he got a glimpse of it, but he can't 
put the pieces together. True, he's yeah. still defi- yeah. defining yeah, his powers. Yeah, because uh, maybe even he doesn't know when he says that to to Mr. Glass, he's, you know, yeah, you know, you just, people get rowdy, their team loses, I just, he looks like a guy that may have a gun, but no, those are your powers telling you that, not Yeah, yeah. have you ever developed it, yeah. Yeah, right. So he's still developing it, so maybe even he doesn't know if it's past, present, future, he just goes with his instinct. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, so yeah, so he goes, he takes out this trash guy or whatever, um, and yeah, I thought it was interesting that he gets hit with... <laughs> You know, trial by fire on his first trial run, like it's thrown into the pool, not just the pool, but a pool with a cover on it. It's, yeah, and any and, person would have a hard time escaping from and that. And it's, 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 Sherry said we should look for diehard moments. Well, the whole scene of him being thrown into the drywall is exactly how he fought. <laughs> and I promise hard. I won't hurt you, you know, in the beginning. Yeah. The, he's got the guy around the neck right. and the guy's bashing his head into the drywall, just like in, in Die I'm hard. sure that's yeah. not intentional, but, but that's, you I know, because what I got out of it is that this guy is, you know, it's like riding a bull. This guy oh, yeah. is going nuts. Oh, yeah. This guy would have crushed him. Slam him in a drywall. Do whatever you want. You can't hurt this no, right. guy. He's I honestly think, um, w- was the serial killer janitor guy, was he on the level of uh, Split with that character? Like, was he a villain? Like, when he bumped into him and saw those people, was he not just a serial killer? Was he a superhuman oh, I don't as know. Well? Could have been an art- Because of the way they were fighting... Bruce Willis being unbreakable, quote unquote, extra strong. Yeah, that's true. He was getting tossed around by this guy. So maybe was that something he would sense from somebody of, yeah, this lady's just a regular thief. She stole some diamonds. Maybe this one's just this guy. He's a monster. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So maybe Uh, he's, yeah. Do you know the the lady and child he bumps into at the stadium um, when he hears. Yeah, we never saw a vision, did we? Yeah, well, he hears the kid or something. That is actually the. Character from Split, I read. The kid? The kid. Oh. I mean, the kid is the character that grows up is in Split, and that's his mom. Oh, because the mom was terrible in Split. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. cool. Okay. That's James McAvoy. Stuff right there, yeah. That was the little James McAvoy. Nice. So that's what I read. I mean, no, I'm sure that's right. That would yeah. make total sense. Yeah. If I'm not, I don't remember the connection, but because you said it, somebody said it's called the East Rail, you know. Yes, yeah, I've never heard that, but. Yeah, they explained in Split about it. I don't remember what it is, but there's something to do with the train that crashed oh. or whatever. Uh, uh, splits his character is connected to that somehow. I don't remember what the connection is. Well, what's it's like the 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 trilogy with uh, um, uh, Simon Pegg, the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, yeah the the yeah. ice cream, right? Or whatever. Yeah, Cornetto's the ice cream, but it's uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and then uh, The World's End. Yeah, it all it's the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, nice. so it might be something like that, you know? Could be. I mean, that sounds like something M Night would do. Yeah. Um. And then we get the surprise ending, really. Uh, I have really, this whole movie is the first act. Oh, Obviously, you skipped stuff, man. Oh, did I? Sorry, go yeah. ahead. Um, so, the, just, I had no idea. So, immediately after he takes out this bad guy, right? So, he saved this family. He saved what's left of this family. By saving what's left of the family, yeah. he's able to save what's left of his marriage. Right, yeah. Because they haven't been able to embrace it all. Even after a train wreck, it yeah. doesn't drive them into each other's arms. But then he's carrying her up the stairs, yes. and they share the bed together for who knows how long, right? Right, well, there's the, the scene... And, and again, it, to me, it harkens back extraordinary things in people, right? Because Bruce Willis is un, unbreakable. He, uh, you know, you probably could shoot him and he wouldn't die. But he has a nightmare and his wife reassures him and he gets reassurance from her. Yeah. So, so you have this lady who abhors violence being able to protect yeah. this, you know? So it's, it's the quiet strength. It's the extraordinary things in ordinary people sure. that, that he looks to her to feel safe, you know, uh, right. because that was the thing that I didn't wake you, 
to, uh, you know, that was yeah. when I knew we were in trouble. But obviously, the bookend of yes, and now I'm asking you again, meaning they're okay. But right. an ordinary person having, I mean, telling you know, trying to calm Superman down, telling him it's going to be okay. It's essentially what's happening, right? Sure. You sure. know, um, I thought that was that was awesome. You know, amazing. You know, and just an interesting choice. So I mean, we talk about like it's you know synonymous with. Him being, you know, is he superhero or not superhero with his marriage, right? Um, they're all happy now again, but he's still lying to her. He doesn't tell her. That well, the yeah, secret identity, yeah. What he's doing, yeah. He tells the kid, right? He tells his son, and you were right and all that stuff. So he's still living a lie, but now it's uh, it's a lie, but I'm going to be a hero, and she's happy, and I'm happy. You know, it's... Well, I, I, it's because he's he's happy because he can now be who he... Is supposed to be. supposed to be. Uh, it's like a guy that's been married for 40 years gets a, a girlfriend and now he's happy and more attentive to his wife because he's uh, he's getting saying. his needs well, met. Well, that was an interesting choice. That's else. what happens. Yeah, yeah. it kind of is. Yeah. We'll yeah. see what happens. You know? <laughs> but, you know, you, he's living his life. He's more happy. Yeah. And I like the... The opposites of the headlines. Like he goes back and looks at the headlines of uh, yeah. the previous crashes and stuff, and he was making headlines as a victim. And now this last one, he's making headlines as, as a hero. hero. Yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. Yeah. Wow. So would you want? And the twist ending. Yeah. I guess. The twist ending. Yes, the surprise ending foreshadowed at the beginning, and then and then you know, and and uh, I guess that that's why I thought, okay, this is. Uh, I'm so relieved that two thirds of the script was thrown away because at least at some level I'm validated, right? right. But but. Uh, Elijah says, you know, you know his, his final words almost are, it has begun, right? So now we know that this is Bruce Willis's life. He's going to go into the second and third act of his life as the superhero. Elijah sees this as, as the, the origin story, the beginning of their story, you know. Right. Do you think Elijah saw himself as the arch villain before that conversation? Because it seemed to me like, all was revealed to him. You were the hero. I'm the villain. Did he ever see that the train crash was bad? Like, did he know that the things he was doing were they evil, or did does that make any sense? Yeah, I feel like unless so many. Sacrifices. I feel like his reveal. Yeah, like he was is... very Machiavellian. Like, I need to find my alternate. He didn't realize everything I'm doing is evil. Well, he, he didn't he realize he, before until the, the end. But then I don't the final think we see his. When he realized, I don't think we see that on screen. Well, he says so many, so many sacrifices. Like I think he regrets it on certain some level, but he sees them as a, as acceptable losses and the price exactly. to pay. And now that he's like, now I've done all these, and you're the hero. I'm the villain. Now, I know yeah. who I am. Yeah, now that that's, we know who you are. Because he says, "What an awful feeling!" You know, not knowing, yeah, not knowing who your place in the world. What an awful, awful feeling. Uh, he thought I know who I am, right? So yeah. now he knows who he is. Yeah. Yeah, this is where we shake hands. Like he knew what Bruce yeah, was the, the only, Yeah, because that means they never touched throughout the movie. Because I thought about that. Okay, yeah. it has to be a thing now that they never have touched. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and he shakes hands completely intentionally because if I uh, you're who you are, I can now embrace. This is where we shake hands. He even says it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. This is yeah. now. That that was the revelation to me. Moreover, was Sam Jackson didn't know he was a villain. He was doing these things because he thought it was. He you mean was you think to... he found out right then and there? I think he was hoping he was. I think he was because he said, uh, "I was always waiting for those particular set of words: sole survivor, no injuries." And yeah, until it, he until he did, sacrifice. he wasn't sure that he was the villain. Exactly, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like now he's like, "Oh, I am the villain. No, oh, no, no, I did no. this train." He's okay with being a villain, right? And and as long as there's an, an opposite out there. Yes, if we're on opposite. Some crazy dude that's killing people for no reason. Right. 
that's terrible. That's not knowing his place. He's okay being the bad guy because I found this guy. I found yeah, David. Exactly. I mean, it's, now everything is... The sacrifices are okay, which is terrible. Opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. For, I'm here, so that's to be one of you. Because his view of the world is skewed, and the mom even talks about that, right? It says uh, villains' eyes are larger than other characters. It's a reflection of how they see the world. Um, he sees right? he sees these as acceptable sacrifice. sacrifices. Sacrifices, yeah. yes. Yep. To find that person, these are willing. Yes, these are, and there's even a he even says just to find you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And there's even a hint uh, with the, his conversation with the mom before he goes back there to shake hands. And when she's talking about the you know the villain's eyes are larger and how they see the world, and Bruce Willis goes, "Well, he doesn't look scary." You know, there's like a hint of coming, like because we've gone to like Elijah by this. Yeah, point. he's well, Bruce Willis he says we're becoming scary. friends. Yeah, yeah, we're becoming. Yeah, yeah he's trying to push him to be better, and then he's like, "Oh." If you're this, I must be the bad guy. And then he reviews all the clips that he has. Right. I did all these things. It was well worth it. Now I know who I am. Yeah, and Bruce Willis is totally... You can see the, the horror and the... Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. It's, yeah. Terrible. And he figures it out or whatever. Um, and just, uh, I guess, the, the thought I had about the... I talked about earlier about Unbreakable. Um, the title itself. Elijah goes through all this stuff. Despite his feral condition, he goes through all these things to identify, you know, to discover his, if his theory is correct or not, Right. So he's kind of unbreakable himself. His like, will is unbreakable. He will, yeah, he will not because right. he 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 sacrificed sixteen months of rehab to find out. Yep. His will was unbreakable. He killed all these people. And to his find mother out. says, you know, there are soldier villains and and other villains, you know, that you fight the hero with their mind. So right. yeah, he was his mind was his willpower. His mind was unbreakable as his strength. Yeah. Willis. yeah. The conversation with the mother there at the end was the the revelation. That's where they all started. Yeah. It's like yeah. if you were paying attention, what she said, he's the bad guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's absolutely the bad guy. Cool. Is that all your notes? That's all my notes, yeah. All my notes. Cool. You want to go around and do the pass? Oh, yeah. Hard. Recommend. And- hard recommend. This is one of my favorite movies. And like I said, I, a movie to me is well, I mean, same reaction. I've seen this movie five times, but I am tearing up at the same time. I'm cheering exactly the same time right. every single time. Uh, the, the, it grabs you and that. Good writing, good directing, and good story will do that. You know, you want, I, same with like Dances with Wolves. I can't, you know, I know exactly where I'm going to cry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, no, definitely, obviously, a, a recommend for me. Oh, yeah, I recommend. Yeah, yeah, she, she, <laughs> I, I like it. I'm, I'm going to dissent. I'm going to say, for my own personal, I'm going to pass. Um, not that it's a bad movie, just the dialogue part of it, me seeing Sam Jackson speak those words, just didn't scratch my itch. Sure. But out of Shyamalan's movies, one of the top top three yeah, yeah in my opinion probably number two but i've seen it i'm good right <laughs> yeah no yeah, and, watch and it if you want to i don't know if this is what you're you're picking up or not um and i think he's a very talented director and writer but there's sometimes where i can hear Shyamalan's voice in his dialogue mm-hmm. like no matter what actor is saying it yes um so maybe that's what's picking up like especially like <laughs> drill bed with the happening in Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yes. it doesn't sound like Wahlberg talking to me it sounds like Shyamalan. Because and maybe his cameos too, like don't help that because you hear how his cadence and his own voice sure. and how he talks. Um, but yeah, I thought Samuel Jackson did a great I job. I, I don't have any problem with Samuel Jackson's dialogue no, in this movie. Like, I don't hear that. If with, I hear it at all, it's in Bruce Willis at times. With yeah. the directorial um, skill that Shyamalan has, the writing skill, just everything, he is aces all the way across. He makes good movies. Maybe the stories are lacking, the twists are lacking, whatever. But the dialogue just it wasn't up to the standards of everything else in that movie. Sure. So I think yeah. that fell short. But other than that, it's a great movie. Yeah. Bruce Willis, great. Yep. Right in his heyday. So it's good. All right. Cool. Anything else? We're good. Well, that All was right. a fun one. Good deal. 
We're out. Please, if me and you were having a podcast about last time you were sick, <laughs> click. <laughs> you know? right, right, nobody would care. Still, that was kind of flashy. This to me is, is a blue collar superhero movie. Right, the baby is. Yeah, no, this is one of my favorite openings ever. Okay, you're being launched into the story. Right. Why is he shooting that way? You know. To me, right off the bat, like yeah, M Night Man, he's the man. It definitely tightens the screws throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I like it. A good director is writing with the camera, just like a writer will, you know, in my opinion. Well, I'll only shoot you once. <laughs>